Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, that's Danny Cannell, that's Barton Simmons, and you see that siren in your feed. You know the Big Ten is back. Oh my gosh, the people love it from coast to coast. Uh... Okay, so we've we've got details that we can go ahead and lay it out. It's not going to get started till the October 23rd, 24th weekend. The plan is going to be to play eight games, four home, four away, with a conference championship game on December 19th. That is the same day of the Big 12 champ- conference championship game. That is the same day of the SEC conference championship game. And the ACC has used a 12 or 19 flex date. But given what we've seen from Virginia Tech and some other schools, I would assume that the ACC will end up using that 19th date as well. So uh, it seems as though we are going to be welcoming Ohio State back into the AP poll, right? They were just thrown out for one week. We're going to welcome them back in. Uh, They were thrown out of the CBS Sports 130. We're going to welcome them back in. And we assume that since the College Football Playoff Selection Committee uh, will not start even releasing its rankings until a little bit later in the season, that they will be in the mix for that as well. Uh, Barton Simmons, where does your mind drift to first uh, as you as you start to unpack the the Big Ten coming back? I mean, we've and we can get to a little bit later some of the uh, testing procedures, which you know make uh, pulling off eight games in eight weeks a little bit interesting. Um, and then we've also got the idea about players. You know, what does this mean for Pac twelve? What are you thinking about? I mean, my my I hate to be a, a downer, but. <laughs> My my initial thought is like how, this is this is impossible. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad, hey, happy they're back. I'm uh, I'm happy the players got what they wanted. The coaches got what they wanted. Um, but ultimately, the Big Ten, like try as they might, they they f this up too much to fix it. Like now, the 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 solution now is eight games in eight weeks. And 21 days before you can return to action after a positive test, yep. 5% positivity rate on the team uh, activates a week-long um, uh, pause, hiatus, or hiatus. Pause. Yeah. Um, I mean, 5% of an 85 scholarship count is, what, four? Um, 5% if you're going 100, you know, 100-player roster, is it's five. Five. So... I mean that's happen that's that's happening all the, across the country right now. Arkansas already. State missed nine starters and then beat Kansas State. Yeah. So I mean again, I don't I I, I kind of cringe that you went to me first cuz hopefully someone has a more positive take on this. Nah. But 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 I mean I'm I'm like so so what so what we're looking at here is potentially if like the Big Ten's going to have like 4 and 0 records at the end of the year is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Like do you, you, there's no wiggle room to reschedule. There's they're 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 making they're giving them like very little opportunity, and and I'm not even necessarily knocking the protocols because whatever like that's what the the the, the medical experts are saying they need to put in place. That's what they need to put in place. But that's why you get this thing started early enough 
to bake in some bye weeks because I don't expect the SEC to all finish with, you know, ten game records either. Uh, like I expect them to probably finish. Every team's going to have a, a game or two along the way that they aren't able to get in, and so they'll be, you know, have nine game conference schedules, eight game conference schedules at the end of the year. Well, the Big Ten doesn't have that luxury, and so they're going to be sitting there. I think best case scenario, you've got like, let's say Ohio State who wants to go to the College Football Playoffs. I think I think best case scenario they're sitting there at like six and zero, oh. and and I just don't know if that's going to be enough. And so I'm, while I'm I'm happy because we'll just get to see Big Ten football and like they're they're not just going to be left out of our football consciousness for the fall. I am still a little bit um, disappointed that it took them this long to get this thing done, and they left such little room to operate to where they can actually accomplish it. Yeah, no, I, I think that with their decision to, you know, originally cancel or postpone the fall season, whatever word you want to use for it, they set forth a situation where they had two choices. They could play an eight-game season or they can get ready for the college football playoff. But because of the circumstances, they can't have both. Because, Barton, I'm with you. I, my, When I first heard the news this morning while out walking the dog, I was really, you know, my phone's buzzing in my pocket. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I check my phone and I see it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, sweet. So immediately checking my text. So I'm getting back to HQ. Tell them I can be back at this time, blah, blah, blah. I'm checking Twitter to see what the details are. And then I see the same thing. It's like eight games in eight weeks. What world are we living in where we think we're going to be able to get eight games in eight weeks in? Because if you look around the conference right now, Wisconsin had to shut things down because of contact tracing. Big Ten schools all across the conference have had to shut things down because of contact tracing. Michigan State is asking every single one of its students to quarantine in their dorm rooms and not go out because of all this stuff. So I, I'm I'm so happy that I'm going to have really bad Big Ten football to watch on Saturday mornings coming up here in about a month or so. But there is no way in the world, barring some sort of medical miracle or breakthrough, that they are going to be able to get eight games in in eight weeks. Now, there is the there is a silver lining that I it doesn't appear that contact tracing is going to be as much of a hurdle because they are going to do the rapid same-day testing. And I assume that that's... That's sort the of thing that's going to help. Clears that the contact tracing issue, but well, that's it, good. it still doesn't change the idea that like there are still going to be positive tests in 21 days and 5%. Like those two things are, th- those, those are tough to overcome. I think. You guys are killing me. You guys are ruining my vibe <laughs> on this we Wednesday. Gone, like, we should have gone to Danny I'm, first. I'm out there celebrating. I'm like, yes, we're going to see it. We're going to see Justin Fields play football. I totally feel you. I, I I feel what you're saying, and I understand. There's a couple things. I, like In a joking type of way, I would say, you know, when you said 100%, 100 players, uh, 5% is 5 players. Did you see the numbers at Texas Tech when they had their – how many how many players they had? 123. Any smart coach in the Big Ten right now would be going signing up walk-ons, saying, let me get those numbers up. Let me have 150 on my roster. That's I'm not being serious, but I think the like it'll be around five or six, which is a massive hurdle to get over. Here's what I would say is a reason for optimism. One, Barton just brought it up with the rapid testing, the 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 contact tracing shouldn't become as big of an issue. But I think even more so than that. If anything we've learned is that everybody has to be flexible, right? And it was the Big Ten's inflexibility which had them in this position, right? They, they were saying, nope, we're not playing. 
And then they found out like, oh, we could get we could get daily rapid testing. We can do that. I also think the calendar has to be fluid. And this is not only a recommendation for the Big Ten. It would be a recommendation for the ACC, SEC, and Big 12. I think the college football playoff should move their selection date. As it's now, it's December 20th. It's the Sunday after that 19th championship game that the Big Ten is trying to do. The ACC has an option, 12th or 19th. And I know there's Christmas and holidays, and you come into, well, what happens then? If you push it back a week, and I would, I would be okay if you pushed it back two weeks, and I think you might have to if you did the best thing for college football. But if you pushed it back one week, you give the conferences that have already played and have already had to postpone games another open date. The SEC, who only has one, you give them another open date. And the Big Ten you provide another window where they could make up games because the one thing that I have been is as, as much of a proponent for the big 10 returning to play, but it does feel hypocritical again when they said, we're going to watch out for the health and safety. And they said, well, we're going to play in the spring. I was vocal. I said, Hey, well, that's not safe. That's not working out the health or safety. Is it, is it the best for the players to play nine straight weeks of football? No. You know, probably not. So even if you went out there and said, hey, we can provide an open date to get players healthy or two, I just think it would be a, a really wise decision. I don't know. Maybe it's too complex. Maybe things are too set in stone. I just think it would be really wise to push things, to, to actually like say, all right, Big Ten, good job on you. Let's throw you a little bit of a bone to give you a better opportunity to be included in the playoff. I just think that would be a smart thing to do. Now, does it get done? I have no idea. Maybe it's way too complex. TV schedules are set. But I think that would be the smart thing to do. Okay, so here's what we need to do, guys. We need to organize a group of parents to go stand outside the college football playoff offices (laughs) and tell them to delay the selection for two weeks. We need to get players on Twitter. We need to come up with a hashtag, have the players start tweeting, we want to play, but we want two weeks off and get to the college football (laughs) playoff. We've got to put the pressure on them and force them to delay the selection and the playoff games to allow the Big Ten time to play because, damn it, I need Purdue Northwestern. I do not want to miss it. I don't send s- all the send all the cover three podcast parents yeah. to, the, <laughs> to, to the college playoff offices with cover three podcast shirts. Yeah, I don't see them doing it. I really don't. Like, I kind of think that the college football playoffs decision to announce, like, no, we're going ahead. Oh, oh you're not going to play? That's fine. Guess what? We're still going to be releasing our rankings on this date, this date, this date, this date. Yeah, we're going to push back our uh, selection to December 20th, but you know, we're only pushing that back because guess what? We, we're still going to own New Year's Day. This is a Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl semifinal, and the college football playoff is first and foremost a television event. I don't see at all them moving off that January 1 date. That would be a bigger... It is more likely that 4-0 Ohio State gets in the college football playoff (laughs) than it is that they give up that January 1 national semifinal television window. Just a couple reminders, and I think this is where you have... And I I agree with what you're saying. I think you are right. But a reminder, we had a full slate of NFL games. Did anybody notice NBA playoffs were taking place during the same day? We, we have the U.S. Open, which traditionally played in the, uh, the at Wingfoot, the golf, played this weekend while there's NFL. We have Augusta. We have the Masters played in November, which they tell you, know, what, what about the Azaleas? What about the start of spring, the unofficial start of spring? 
We've seen things that have never happened before. And I wish college football would be willing to be okay with that. But Chip, you're probably right. Like, I mean, that's just, that's it. Like it is. And I said that when we were uh, thinking about like when the big 10 might come back and it's, it, there is no protocol like just, Oh, or, or did you only play five games? Guess what? I test says you're one of the best teams you're in. Like there is absolutely no thing. There's no, there are guidelines that they released six years ago, but nothing about the selection committee's behavior indicates that they feel held to any rules beyond who I think is better. And as long as they get out there on the field and put together any kind of on-field performance, then your Ohio State, your Penn State, your Michigan, your Wisconsin are going to end up in the top 25 of the college football playoff rankings. Like I just, I think that the October 24th date trying to get in eight games in eight weeks is incredibly aggressive. And I do expect that they won't get in all eight games, but I am not going to yell and scream about equity in terms of who's played more games when we start to do the rankings debates and rankings reaction shows here on the cover three podcast because the committee's told us it doesn't matter like it, it just it's who we think is better and those teams are going to look better than uh some teams that have played f- three four maybe even five more games i'm sorry i will because eight and two is going to be more impressive than five and zero. Oh. You think so? Especially yes. well, especially eight and two in the SEC versus yeah. five and zero oh in the Big Ten. Potentially, it's not an offense to the Big Ten, but I but I I think what matters, uh, I think branding matters. It always has, whether you like it or not. But I also think it's going to matter which five teams did you beat. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. Ohio State and you get to play Michigan, if you get to play Penn State, if you get to play like the bigger teams, like who cares if you miss a game versus, uh, you know, Rutgers or wherever you know whoever it is that you missed that game. Did you guys see the unique thing they're doing that is actually coming out as we're discussing this, that they're going to actually have the one versus two, the top two teams play each other, East champion versus West champion. And then they're going to have two play two, three play three all the way out so that everybody's mm-hmm. guaranteed a nine game schedule. And that's oh, kind of cool. That. That yeah. Cool. I just can't, I think it's cool. And I also think it might be more attractive than some bowl matchups. Like this might be something that they discover is, <laughs> Oh, this is, this is pretty entertaining. Like, this is pretty cool. Maybe we replace some of those garbage bowl matchups that nobody watches. Actually, a lot of people watch them. That's why they play. But it would be a better, more compelling product. So that's kind of an interesting nugget to come out of this. If the Big Ten was smart, <clears throat> what they would do is they would say, "Who's who are the best contenders for the playoffs in the Big Ten? It'd be Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, what, Wisconsin, anybody else? Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so what they what if they were smart, they take, let's just call it those four teams. Um, maybe maybe like you can throw Minnesota or Iowa or someone in there if you want to, but let's just call it those teams for sake of argument. They take those three, four teams, put them in a pod, play around Robin, do whatever it takes to play those four, those four teams against each other. And then, you know, everyone else is playing each other along the way. And then, you know what, like whatever we can get done the rest of the year, we can get done. But at least to your point, Danny, like the best teams have played each other and now we they can compare themselves against the SEC or whoever else because if they only get six games in and those six games are against Illinois Rutgers and Maryland and Indiana and someone else, like that's going to be a pretty tough sell to get the the Big Ten in the playoffs. Um, so I, I yeah I think they're going to be very much at, like I just I'm just thinking about like the idea of like all right like 
Ohio State's got Penn State coming up in two weeks, but before it, they got to survive a COVID fight with Rutgers and like just skip the Rutgers game. Like, who cares? Just like pretend you got a bunch of guys, you pretend you got the 5% threshold and get to that Penn State game because that's all that matters. Coming up on the other side, more of our reaction, our notes from the Big Ten's announcement, what it means for players that have already made their decision and conferences that maybe already have as well. Next. Hey guys, this is Brian Campbell, and along with Luke Thomas, we are the hosts of Morning Combat, your one-stop shop for all things combat sports. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll hit you up with a brand new episode looking at the biggest headlines in boxing, mixed martial arts, and so much more. That's not to mention bonus content every Tuesday and Thursday, featuring interviews with the biggest names, dissected fight breakdowns, and even a little ridiculousness from time to time. We surely take the fight game seriously, but never ourselves, so why not keep Give us a try for all your combat needs before and after the big fights. It's Morning Combat. Download and subscribe today wherever you consume fine audio. Yo, it's two-time Super Bowl champion, Bryant McFadden, also known as BMAC. Mike check, one, two, one, two. And that's Patrick Peterson, a fellow cornerback, my cousin, and now my co-host on the new podcast, All Things Covered part of the cbs sports podcast network this season pat will go from the football field on sundays to the studio on mondays to bring you the perspective of an active player at the top of his game and the name says it all sure we'll catch up with pat p on how he and the cardinals are faring but we'll also talk about other sports our personal interests and social issues then we'll cover even more with the prominent guests each week with 17 years of nfl cornerback experience between the two of us we think you'll enjoy our coverage skills. So download and subscribe now to get weekly episodes released first thing Tuesday morning. All Things Covered is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. So when we are doing our, our final diagnosis of uh, the way things went, for the Big Ten, behind the scenes. I don't know who's going to end up writing the book on this, but do you think that uh, either, and the answer is probably some combination, but do you end up giving more of like the coaches, like coaches, athletic directors, players, or may, maybe a mystery door? Where do you think is, is the real influence coming from that led to the university presidents reaching a new consensus? Danny Cavell. <laughs> Danny, yeah. Danny, Danny Cannell's Twitter campaign. I, I would give credit to everybody else playing and then sitting there that, and watching everybody else play. I was I thinking think NFL. I was like, course. this happened yeah. after the NFL got a whole weekend in. This happened after the ACC made its debut, after the Big 12 made its debut. You got high school football going on in the state of Ohio. You've got, what, what Browns, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, Browns, Bengals, Thursday Tuesday, night but football. Yeah, said, like, yeah, if you're Ohio State, you're sitting there at home this weekend watching high school football in Ohio. You're watching, you know, Cincinnati getting ready to play. You're watching all these other Ohio schools getting ready to play. You're watching the Browns playing. You're watching the Bengals playing. And you're sitting there saying, 
why the hell can't I play? That's where I'm at. I think that it's yeah. like influence. And you could take notes from the Big 12, which was really at the forefront of being like, here is our EKG monitoring process. If you, We are concerned about myocarditis, inflammation of the heart. So this is what we are, have put in place. Or, you know, the ACC, as it uh, started to release guidelines for, these are our thresholds that would lead to canceling games. These are our thresholds that would lead to canceling the season. Like, as more details started to come out from the other power conferences, the Big Ten University presidents, seeing that football was being successfully played, I think that absolutely played a, a big role. There's obviously a lot of influences that came to play. Um, I think the public reaction, I think they severely misplayed the way it was going to be received. I felt like you know they thought they were going to be thought leaders. Oh, the SEC will follow us. We'll take the lead. Uh, you know, we'll go ahead and shut down. Everybody else is going to follow us. So I think they misplayed that. I also didn't think they'd get anywhere near the backlash from fans, players, players, parents. Like they took the stance of we're going to protect your children. We're going to protect your kids. I think they thought that would be applauded. And instead it was yeah. the reverse. Like, hey, wait a second. We want to play. We take risks every day. Um, the worst part about all this and the thing that's the most perplexing, this could have all been avoided if they would. It's September 16th today. What was it around August fifteenth ish, three or four weeks ago, when they announced they were going to stop down? August eleventh. Yeah. August eleventh. If they would have said at that time, we're going to wait thirty days, like people would have gone, okay, that seems reasonable. There's still time. You could have just reevaluated. Then we're going to reassess. Feel like this could have all been avoided, and they and they would have had a better chance of making the playoff, like because they maybe would have been able to start that week earlier, which they were really close to. And now they have to thread this needle in order to get there. I don't, that's the part that's probably the most disturbing to any Big Ten fan. Uh, that's like, hey, why, how did this become so mismanaged? Yeah. Um, I think like the, the thing that, that struck me was when, when, this, when the things immediately went down, I talked, you know, I, I would talk to, to like kind of off field guys and be like, so how is this going to impact recruiting? Like, what happens if there's a 10 game season sec gets it in and you guys are sitting on the sideline do you see this having an impact and and the response i got from a couple was like it i agree like they thought everyone was going to follow but i don't think they thought everyone was going to follow because like everyone's gonna be like oh big tens out like we got to get out too like that's i think they thought like you know the the response i got when i would ask that question was oh there's not gonna be they're not gonna play um, it wasn't like they're not going to play because like they're going to see that we're not playing and then they're out. They're like they're not going to play because they're going to like this is not possible. You, you can't do it like, with the contact tracing and the the quarantine issues and it's just not feasible. And so like I think that they, I think most people in the Big Ten, coaches included, were sitting there at the time of the announcement. They were like, "Man, this sucks. Um, no season this year." Uh, but everyone, you know. It's only a matter of time for everyone else is alongside with us. And then as this thing kept on going, you know, like, like, you know, like Danny said, like you guys said, like it's, it's about, they didn't give themselves enough time because as like things progressed quickly, like testing progressed quickly. Um, and, and, and now we're sitting here and, and they had, they just pushed things back. They could be on the same schedule pace as the SEC. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think that they never foresaw this happening and, and, and people being able to sort of accomplish what's, what they've accomplished. And now they've been backed into the corner. So who are we excited to see? Oh, non-Ohio State division. 
Everybody. Everybody. I'm I I'm the Big Ten guy here. I'm excited to see all of them. Does this <laughs> does this make all. it more of a season? Because yes. I know that this was something yes. that you were wrestling with a little bit early on. I mean, I think I think it still needs to wait till we see it start. But yeah, I definitely think that I am more excited about this season than I was before. And I won't deny that the Big Ten not playing had a huge impact on my feelings about it. Will I'm excited. I'm excited for the memes that are just coming out fast and furiously. Justin <laughs> Fields, I'm sure you saw Ohio State football's meme. Justin Fields, like looking at the uh, Game of Thrones characters were all coming in. I don't know if it's that or Braveheart. Pat Fitzgerald just put out, uh, you know, a Northwestern player rising out of, uh, what is it, Lake Michigan up there, Tom? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you're like all these that have been saved in drafts. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into these that were. Oh man, we can't use these. These were they're all coming out now. Like that's awesome. But I do think from the opposite side, I mean, hey, it's if Iowa's coming off 10 win season, Minnesota, what are they going to do after an 11 win season? Wisconsin, like, hey, bring it. I can't wait. I think it's awesome. I think this is great for Justin Fields too <clears throat> because Trevor Lawrence ripped it the f up <clears throat> last weekend, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like he looked like the number 1 pick and Justin Fields goes into this season as the, you know, he's the, he's the, you know, one B he's number two, he's behind Trevor Lawrence. But I think even if he gets, you know, if he gets, some, if he can get seven games in and he can rip it up, like all this, you know, you can create a debate there. You can create an opportunity for yourself. And I don't, I think he was going to have to settle for number two uh, if he didn't play. So I'm, I'm excited to see the evolution of Justin Fields. Um, I could do without Northwestern. Yeah, Aww, tell tell, tell Pat tell, tell Pat Fitzgerald I said it. I'll, I actually, we got we, we got a new a, new offensive offensive coordinator. We got a new quarterback. We got that defense coming back. That, that hey, when, whenever the Edgewater comes out with the numbers, oh, I'm that's going, I'm right. going over Northwestern. All right. First of all, poor Chip, you're full of crap because don't sit there and act like you aren't excited to be betting the under in every single Northwestern game again. <laughs> True. But I mean, as as a, recently, I found the ACC network. So now the Big Ten Network's <laughs> noon slate has some some real competition. As I decide between Pitt, Syracuse on one hand, and like a a good old fashioned Northwestern Indiana on the other. Um, okay, are we going to have some Edgewater Big Ten win totals once we get schedules? As soon as there's a schedule, I the I will talk to my people at the Edgewater Sportsbook and Entertainment Emporium, and I'm sure they will have some win totals ready for us. Keep it posted so that you can get these win totals. We will be back tomorrow with our week three locks. What? You got something? I, I just want to follow up. Opt-outs. Does oh. Sean Wade come back? I don't. I don't think you're going to see a rash of opt-ins. Maybe Sean Wade. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to extend the, the emergency pod. But no, no, I, no, I thought no. it was interesting because yeah. I do wonder. Sean Wade, maybe, but like a Micah Parsons who's been opted nah. out for a while. I'm sure no. he's developed relationships. Other guys across the Big Ten. I don't know if happens. And then the other thing. Pac-12. Anyone? Nah. Anyone biting? Yeah. Nah. I, think, I think the Pac-12 has so many problems right now, bigger than football, <laughs> with what's going on there. That it's probably not even that close to their heads. I know the players are starting to tweet the governor of California, but I think it's it's hard for the governors to go forward right now as their states are literally on, on fire. fire. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just we <laughs> like got baseball air- is postponing games right. because the air quality is too bad. So I don't I don't think I think the Pac-12 has got a lot of hurdles. But as for the Sean Wade thing, I mean, I think I was thinking about that, too. I think it really depends. Has he hired an agent yet? 
Because if he hasn't hired an agent, well, then maybe he's coming back. But if he's gone through that process, it's probably going to be really difficult for him to change his mind without maybe leading to some trouble for Ohio State. NCAA enforcement on furlough. Hey, hey. <laughs> True. Let's just go. Does oh, oh, did you have a relationship with an agent? We'll vacate it later. Let's we go get off. this natty. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, Micah Parsons, I think no. Anybody who is at the forefront of this, like, if the Pac-12 were to rush something through, I don't think Penny Sewell's coming back. Uh, I don't know, Barton. You got I any? I still think. I still think Sean Wade. Uh, when did he When did he announce? Last week? Late last week? No, it was a couple uh, days ago. A couple days, two ago. days ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two days ago. All right. So I, I still think Sean Wade caught wind of, of of some of this that was coming down, and he was like, "Oh wait, 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 wait! You're telling me we gotta go eight games in eight days, <laughs> and if five dudes get sick." There's no game, and if one guy gets sick, he's out for forty percent of the season. No, no, no. I'm. I think I'm gonna get, be, be good here. I'm gonna go ahead and get this agent money, start training. So the uh, the daily testing, the rapid testing begins on September thirtieth. Best of luck to all the Big Ten teams as they uh, begin their process towards putting together a twenty twenty season. Uh, we will again. We will be back with locks on Thursday. Danny Cannell. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell's Twitter account, number one, responsible for bringing the Big Ten back from the dead. You can follow him on Twitter. Send send all your thanks and appreciation to Danny. We're getting Big Ten football. Just just one five-star review is all I'm asking for. You don't have to tweet me. You can even rip me in there. Just leave a five-star. Yeah, if if you are a Big Ten fan, please bring your – you can say anything, but bring a five-star review. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow Barton at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. Do me a favor and blink, please. Did you blink? That's how fast the Major League Baseball season went in 2020. The postseason is already upon us. Whether it's baseball news, you want NFL, college football, water polo, chess, movies. If there's a story, we'll have it covered every weekday, five days a week. Just subscribe and download on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever else you find your podcasts. No BS, no soft tosses, no hot takes. You know, it's always business. It's nothing personal.